0: Thank
1: on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
2: To Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com, your LA Galaxy traveled up to Vancouver over the weekend and walked away with a single road point against the Whitecaps. Probably a result you would have taken before the game, but when you factor in the Vancouver red card that saw the Galaxy play up a man for nearly an hour, are you happy now? How does the LA Galaxy not score a goal when being up a man? The answer is probably creativity, and perhaps it's something LA should be a little more concerned about. Joining us on the show today, Fox Sports play-by-play announcer Dave Denholm and former MLS player and current ESPN soccer analyst Taylor Twelman. Corner of the Galaxy from the Box starts right now.
1: You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman, and LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano. Hello everybody and welcome to
2: Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano with you. Excited for another good show. have two great guests are going to join us. Going to be talking about the LA Galaxy, their creativity, the fact that they doesn't seem to be able to score any goals. And with Robbie Keen out, that may be even more of an issue. So it should be a great topic. Very happy to have all of our excited guests. First up... Joining us to help us break down this topic, Fox Sports play-by-play announcer, a very good friend of the show. In fact, one of our first guests I think we ever really had on the podcast. Please welcome back to the show, Dave Denholm. Dave, thanks for, thanks for joining us.
3: Josh, Adam, good to be with you guys. It's, Pleasure.
2: It, it's been a while, Dave. I always credit you with, I think, the very first LA Galaxy podcast. I always have to give a little tip of the hat.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, we go back a ways. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and obviously I still love the ride, and I'm, I'm loving my MLS. I'm loving the, the Galaxy off to a uh, well, reasonable start at home, anyway. So good to be here talking about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. We talk about this game, this last game in Vancouver, and perhaps it's the it's the game that maybe most highlights one of what I think is one of the lacking qualities of the LA Galaxy, and it's their creativity. How does this LA Galaxy team not score against a 10-man Vancouver Whitecaps?
3: Well, I'll tell you what, you're you're right about this topic, first of all. It kind of got me excited when you asked me to be on about talking about this. Uh, there are a few key factors, especially up in, in Vancouver. This was a team set up in hopes of getting a draw. Mm-hmm. And you, obviously with the injuries and everything coming in, you would think, wow, that's a good idea. I, think, I believe, and look, Bruce Arena's a legend. I'm not going to sit here and say otherwise but he as well as just about every other MLS coach gets this completely wrong creativity, creativity wise on the road you don't play for draws when wins are worth three points right you know and I understand that they were you know sword-handed if you will whatever phrase whatever cliche you want to use in sports jobs but when you're on the road it is the perfect opportunity to go after a win in MLS because it, you're not expected to <laughs> nobody everybody plays for the draws on the road right right you all you need six wins on the road to get more points in one year than you if you got a draw every thinking time you were on the road. Six wins. Now go after the victories. And Bruce just refuses. He especially refused in that game, certainly the way he set that team up. And despite the fact you're a man up, you right. still can't get anything going. That was a, it was really a disgusting display offensively, frankly. Yeah. I don't I don't know who would say otherwise.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Let's ask Adam. Let's ask LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano. Adam, do you have the same view as uh, as Dave on what this uh, what that team looked like? You were up in Vancouver. You saw it in person.
0: Um. Well, you know, I wanted to have Dave on because I love that. You know, he's the really the master of hyperbole. Uh. You know, only the side of Sean Stefan. Uh. But you know, I think that to say that you know it's disgusting, the team couldn't create. Uh, goals uh, and played for a draw, I think is absurd. Also, really disrespectful toward Vancouver, you know, one of the better teams in the league. You know, they had several injuries. They had one of their starting uh central midfielders go down, mm-hmm. you know, as well with the red card. But, you know, I think the old adage in soccer, and Dave, I think you'd agree too, is it's harder to play when you're going up against 10 men because you have groups blocking down and you're going up with a really young group of players, you know, Bradford in the fourth coming off the bench, while it starting up top, uh, Sebastian Lejet who's not a traditional, um, forward. So there's a lot of deficiencies there, but you know, you saw a galaxy team create some chances, but I think that what the problem is, isn't that the lineup or the personnel it's, you know, that attacking verb you're not really getting from these guys. You're seeing this team try to pass a little bit too much. And I think that was often a problem last year. You saw a guy, even guys like Giovanni Dos Santos and Robbie King Stephen Steven Jarrett on the field. This team tried to look for that perfect goal, right. that tiki-taco goal that we got used in 2014, and not have the same kind of edge to just shoot the ball and, you know, make mistakes, you know, but at least get it on frame. So I think that that's, that's the problem. You know, these, team, these players need to be more greedy.
2: Adam, Adam, do you think that the LA Galaxy honestly have a bunch of creative players on the field right now?
0: I think they have a lot of creative players. They have a lot of attack-minded players, even with uh, a guy like Lasseter, who I'm very high on, and I'm, frankly, I was very glad to see him get the start uh, yesterday, or on Saturday, rather, I thought he definitely deserved it. But I think that you really haven't seen the pieces all kind of come together this season. You know, we're so close with the start of the season we haven't really got everyone going yet um and i think that you don't really have this, a group that meshes this team is really starting to get to know one another and i think that that's still an ongoing process and it only you only delay that process when you have the injuries like you have had two guys like jimmy de robbie Keene and jillard
2: Right. Dave, same question to you. Do you think there are a bunch of creative players? The game in Vancouver is is basically our focus point. Were there a bunch of creative players on the field for the LA Galaxy?
3: No, there are not. And this roster doesn't really have that many, frankly. And I, I, I find it funny that hyperbole now is that whenever you tell the truth, even if it's about your favorite team. Right. Uh, but no, look, Bruce Arena is very reticent. To turn it over to the young kids. Now that's not to say he doesn't play young kids, because the league basically is built so you have to, in essence. Otherwise, we know he would fill a team full of 35-year-old men. The problem becomes it's not so much creativity, even Adam. It's not as though they don't know what to do. It's speed of play. We talk about it a lot in MLS. Speed of play has increased around the league. It's not just foot speed by any means. You know, Robbie Rogers can run all day. And he's fast. It's a fasting jet. He's got some good speed. Tang runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. But that doesn't mean you're creative, okay? Right. And the, the, the speed of play for this team is deplorable, frankly. Uh, they cannot get up and down the field fast enough. Uh, I, and, look, I understand this is not the Steve and Flago's Kobe Jones days where they ran it like a fast break as soon as there was a turnover. They were already in the other team's. Penalty area within seconds. You know, that's never going to happen again, probably in MLS, because the league has improved. Don't get me wrong. But this team is so slow in the way they play and build up that you're not putting other teams on their back foot. Uh, with, notwithstanding a good second half against the DC United, which frankly wasn't even that great, somehow they managed to score four goals. I sat there that night, live, and pondered what in the world happened because I didn't think the Galaxy played particularly well. So that might be a good sign, and maybe Adam's right in that sense. But They'll continue to improve, and I don't doubt that. But, no, this is not a creative team. Steven Gerrard is done. Mm -hmm. He's done, guys. I mean, and as long as you have he and Nigel De Jong trying to share that deep-lying midfield role, you're not going to be able to play fast enough to really put teams on their back foot. And we saw that a ton in these two road games so far this year. Just a ton. Now, granted, at home... Hey, they play great at home, and I don't know. I, I just believe it has something to do with the mentality that clearly has to have something to do with it. If you're scoring seven goals in your two games at home, and none on the road thus far. And I understand all the extenuating circumstances Colorado this and the altitude, and oh, look at all the players injured. You know? Right. It, it it has to be deeper than that with the speed of play that this, this team utilizes on the road or doesn't utilize, and a lot of that has to do with uh, with the formation Using Steven Gerrard with Nigel De Jong next to him is a recipe for disaster throughout the course of a season against MLS teams. Just it will not work. And frankly, like I said, Gerrard's been nothing since he's come over here. Nothing special at all.
2: Yeah, well, and and I think you could say the same with Giovanni dos Santos. Neither one of those guys. And dos Santos uh, maybe a little more of a break just because he's been injured, but he he's one of those guys who sort of continues to, to lean on that. On that injury crutch, where you know he's never really gotten to come into this team. Dave, do you think with just time, just the ability for these players to play together, some of the younger players, some of the guys like uh, Bradford in the fourth, Ari Lasseter, obviously, Sebastian Legette, Do you think this team that we saw against Vancouver, do you think that team could be a more creative option than maybe some of the lineups we've seen in earlier days?
3: Um. No, I don't think it would be necessarily more creative. Just a little quicker pace. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess in theory that might look a little bit more creative. But Adam's right. They'll get better as they play together. I'm not doubting that. okay? But what I'm doubting is the overall ability to really, really torch teams, especially on the road with the way Bruce Arena approaches these games. And you have to free these guys up. There is just no reason... That the galaxy should not be going up and down the pitch, certainly at home, but also on the road, and just going for victories at every turn. There is just never, there's never a real good reason to play for a draw unless it's late in the year with playoff implications. Right. That that's the only way. And and of course, in the playoffs with a two leg tie and all that, you can play for a draw in certain circumstances. I get that, but I'm talking about regular season. There's just no justification. For playing for a draw, we saw what happened against Colorado when you try <laughs> that. Usually, backfires. Unfortunately, it did. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, Vancouver being down a man. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened in that match as well? It didn't look like we were going to score ever, frankly. So, uh, hey, go ahead. Adam. I understand Putin's kind of feeling his way into it, but right. he should be farther along with this guy. This guy's been around for nearly a decade with this organization. That. You, you should know better by now. You should have this team firing on all cylinders from day one.
2: Well, well, it's interesting. Adam, did you have any comment on that? Did I hear you try to jump in there, or were you waiting for my question? I was waiting. Okay, okay, no problems. That's fine. Then my, then my question comes to you, and I ask you this, is lots of people have been clamoring for, for positional changes for a bunch of different players. One of those particular players, Jossie uh, Zardis, being put up top, um, being put in that striker role, and letting some of the younger kids come in and fill into that midfield in, in hopes of getting some more speed, some more creativity. Do you see that as a possible solution for scoring goals? Ultimately, that's what we're trying to come down to here, is the LA Galaxy need to score more goals. So, so will that help?
0: I don't really think the answer is necessarily moving positions around. I think the answer is is in the mentality and that's something that I think, uh, Dave has touched on. You know, you want to see this team get more greedy in front of goal. I think, you know, Jossie's artist when he plays out wide, when he plays up top, you know, he's really something of a third striker. He likes to go up and down. He's not, you know, a pure winger like that guy like you know like an emmanuel boatang or even like a Robbie Rogers was if he played out wide. Um I think that you know that's not not really the issue. I think you need to see your players get a little bit stronger. I mean Ema Boateng is a guy that has, you know, a lot of physical tools. He's very fast, uh you know, he's able to get by people. He has the right moves, but he can't really find that last cross. And I think that the last cross is something that this team has been lacking for a long time. Uh, you know, a player I wasn't necessarily high on uh, at the time, but, you know, Stefan Ishizaki was able to kind of deliver that pass, was able to deliver that into the mixer a little bit more than any of the guys, you know, the Galaxy have had out wide since then. And that's something they've missed since he left. So I think that, you know, that that part's missing. I don't think you really want to move the pieces around too much because you have a lot of players who are good in their particular spots. You know, one guy maybe I might consider, you know, is a guy like Mike McGee. Maybe you put him up top um, alongside a Sebastian Legette and see what that does. You know, I think Sebastian Legette, for his credit, you know, has been very well playing up top. You know, I think that he was one of those players, and with Nigel DeYoung, uh, who really had a strong game in Vancouver and was able to kind of put in that work and uh, try to get things going. Ultimately, you know, I think they really didn't have it. And also, as i mentioned before, you know, Ari Lasseter, I really think is not, I wouldn't call him an answer just yet, but I think he's somebody to keep an eye on. You know, he's, he makes the good runs, but, you know, very interesting quotes to me after the game saying that the team really didn't play to their strengths. They weren't able to find him the ball when he's making those dangerous runs. And I think if they find him, you know, he's a guy who can score some goals for this team.
2: Dave, uh, we're going to get ready to wrap it up here. I have about a minute left for you. I wanted to give you sort of the the, the last thought on this. Um, you know, when we're talking about creativity, about guys being able to create their own shots, is that oversimplifying things to say that the LA Galaxy currently, without Robbie Keane, who for my money is one of the few players on the LA Galaxy who can probably create a chance out of nothing, um, are we asking too much to find anybody else who's able to do that?
3: No, I, no, these are professional soccer players. They better be able to do it. And the, the, the problem I see is Jossie Gardas is always being played out of position. He is re- just absolutely poor on the wing. I mean, he's substandard for MLS, let alone getting started on U.S. national team performances out there. Right. Jossie is not a winger. He's not a winger. The guy should be up front, and as a striker. And if you don't have enough space for him, either you should have sold him or you make room and make sure the guy gets his games. And, look, you have G- Giovanni Dos Santos. To me, he has to be behind Keane and J- Jossie Zardes up front. Get rid of Gerard to the bench. Nigel De Jong has been playing brilliant. Adam mentioned it. He's been the best player we've had yes. so far. Agreed. Uh, not, notwithstanding Vandama's horrific first half against DC, he's been solid as well. So the middle is good. Uh, Steiris has been done very well with Vandama, so I'm not worried about that. But with De Jong there, you have the room and the ability to get Dos Santos going forward with Keane and Zardes up front. And then the, the wings will take care of themselves with guys like Legette and Boateng, as Abba mentioned. Uh, those are legitimate players on the wing, certainly Legette. Uh, this is a team that can be very creative, very dangerous. It does come down to the fact that you, when you have De Jong and Gerard up there, this team is way too easy to defend. Over the course of the entire case. way too easy, and they just can't get anything moving with those two players out there at the same time.
2: Well, it's uh, it's something that uh, you think the LA Galaxy can fix? Yes,
3: of course. Bruce Arena will get it fixed. Right. This is still a team that should be winning a title based on the roster and and, and what he can do. And it, you know, if you can find a way to use a Gerrard even in you know less capacity or as a backup or whatever, maybe get
2: something out of that. But as long as Robbie Keane is
3: Is healthy and sharp when it counts, and Dos Santos can play when it counts. This team will be fine.
2: All right, Dave, I certainly want to uh, thank you for coming on. You are uh, always a great friend of the show. Always willing to come on the show whenever you can. Follow Dave at Talk Soccer, Fox Sports play-by-play announcer, Dave Denholm. Thanks for coming on, Dave. Certainly appreciate it.
3: Gosh Adam, thank you very much.
2: All right, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Whenever we get back, Taylor Twellman will join Adam and I. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
1: Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from of Memories, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy.
2: Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh gets me back with you because of uh, wonderful technical difficulties and Skype uh, perhaps harassing me a little bit. Adam had to go, uh, but luckily for me, I have a great... Great substitution for him to continue this creativity talk that we've been starting. You, of course, have seen him many times on ESPN as their soccer analyst. Please welcome back to the show a good friend of the show, Mr. Taylor Twelman. Taylor, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Certainly appreciate it. Yeah, what's going on? Not too much, man. We're just, uh, well, I said I wasn't going to make fun of you for this, but, you know, we're just living in about 80-degree weather out here. uh,
4: Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) Awesome. That's great. Congrats.
2: So so maybe a counter to your 8 inches of snow that you got. I I, I apologize.
4: On April 4th, by the way. Shoot me in the head.
2: That's right. That's how it goes. Well, I I know you guys have a little bit of an off weekend this week, which is good for you, giving you a little rest, but glad you could stop by the show. We're talking about the LA Galaxy and perhaps a lack of creativity, or at least a lack of creativity. People have been saying that the Galaxy can't score goals, can't figure out a way to score goals. And, of course, the biggest example of this was the LA Galaxy playing a Vancouver not being able to score against the 10-man Vancouver Whitecaps uh, what are your initial thoughts on that is I am, am I even crazy for asking you the question
4: no I don't think it's a I don't think it's a crazy question I mean I watched the LA Galaxy in 2016 and even for a good bit of 2015 while everyone felt at the end of the year that there was a problem on the defensive side of things I felt like L.A. was, for lack of a better word, anemic going forward. I, I felt like they were very predictable mm-hmm. um, other than Robbie Keane. You know, Robbie Keane is the only one, when you talk to the opposing teams in Major League Soccer, that scares every other player and, and every other coach that's going up against the L.A. Galaxy. So it, it's interesting. Obviously, Gio's been injured right. Um and I think the jury's still out on Gio. I, I think the jury's out on Jazzy Zardes. Uh, I just don't know if this team will score goals the way they did three, four years ago. I'm not, I'm not completely sold they will.
2: What, what does it mean, or, or whenever people talk about creativity or lack of, is, is it about creating your own shot? Is it about the, uh, the vision that one sees? You are a, a former MLS player, played on the offensive side of the ball. What is lacking from the LA Galaxy right now?
4: Uh, I, I, I think part of it is having everyone available for long stretches of time on the same field together. I think other part of it is playing players in their best spots to succeed. You know, you, you look at Geo and Robbie, I actually think they're the same player. Yes, You know, when you watch Giovanni play, he almost wants to play the way Robbie plays. And and now you put both of them up front, are are they best suited that way? You know, G, Giazzi out wide? I don't know, Josh. I'm not sure he's a wide player. So, you know, you, you just watch it. I think continuity between each other. Creativity is an interesting word because I played with some players that Many would say they weren't creative and they weren't your traditional number 10, yet I I reap the benefits of many chances, quote-unquote, created by those players. I think it's all about uh, in the right moment, at the right time, delivering the right kind of ball. You don't have to be a spectacular, uh, creative player to create chances, if that makes any sense. Too often I think we mistake creativity with a old-fashioned number 10 and that's not necessarily the case
2: do you think the la galaxy have that particular playmaker with robbie Keane being out is there anybody else on that field who can play that position or, or really be that distributor that that creative player i know we keep using the word but um it seems like there's something laughing steven Gerrard, even though he's injured um wasn't that player and i think many expected him to be
4: yeah, I think Steven Gerrard's been completely um, mislabeled coming over here. I, I, I think people expected him to come over and have seven goals, seven assists, to be honest. Uh-huh. And, and I think either that's a lack of knowledge of the kind of players Steven Gerrard would be coming over, it's a lack of knowledge of where he is in his career, and it's a lack of knowledge of the players around him. Because, I, Josh, I can't tell you how often I get that on Twitter – well, why isn't Steven Gerrard scoring or creating? And I right. and I want to write back. to you. We're talking about the same player, correct? Right. Um, Robbie Keane's a he creates plays. Right. Uh, the problem when you have a guy like Robbie Keane, the problem for me for LA is there should be a guy or two around him that get on the end of those kind of plays. Mm-hmm. I think Giovanni's been disappointing. I don't think Giovanni's been very good. Uh, but I don't. I haven't written. Giovanni off yet Um, I still think he's got a chance They have players That can change a game I just don't think they've had enough players That have actually done it I really don't
2: Do you you think, obviously, uh, a bunch of injuries have have marred the start of the season for the L.A. Galaxy? Uh, These guys are not getting the playing time with each other in consistent lineup spots, even if you're putting Zardes on the wing and saying that uh, he's there all the time. Um, You have so many injuries that have forced so many things around. Is that a bigger issue right now for the L.A. Galaxy as far as not scoring goals?
4: Is what? Injuries? Yeah, injuries. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think the biggest... You know, the hardest thing, Josh, is this CONCACAF Champions League, with the way the schedule is lined up, Right. I often find that injuries come into play when those teams have to start a little sooner than er, than, than expected. And that's why I believe, and listen, I was on the first, you know, union representative that came together with that off-season regimen, but I think with the way the schedule is now set up, I think MLS, and I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, right. but MLS needs to, particularly the players need to realize because of the importance of CONCACAF champions, like you need to start earlier. And I think that played a part in all of this for the LA Galaxy. The other part is, and no one wants to talk about it where you are. Okay. I'll talk about it, I have no problem. Go for They're it. You're the oldest team in the league.
2: Yes, absolutely.
4: So so it's almost a product of what you've got. I mean, you signed to Jeff he hasn't shown. he hasn't been fit yet. You, you do have an old team.
2: Yes. So so well, we should MLT expect that injuries.
4: Got injuries.
2: Yeah, I was going to say if you're an older team, you're you're more likely to have, you know, more injuries. Luckily, I will say that, you know, for for Robbie Keane even last year, uh he had these in, had injury issues at the beginning of the season. Probably not a huge surprise that he's doing it again. Um with Really, I think you and I agree. Robbie Keane being sort of the creative force behind the LA Galaxy, with him getting older, is it important for the LA Galaxy to find some of these young guys who who can sort of hope to somehow fill those shoes, knowing completely that nobody's going to fill Robbie Keane's shoes?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I I always felt in the off season when I started seeing the moves being made, um, I, I felt like this was either the swan song or the last year for Bruce Arena, yes. and he wanted to assess what it is. It Was it the last swan song with Robbie Keane and Bruce Arena mm-hmm. and Steven Gerrard? Um, you know what I mean? You just yes. look at it. They, they look like moves of saying we're going all in with the hopes when August 15th comes around, we're not going to be far behind. We're going to be right in the middle of it, and we can make a run. The only issue with that is yeah, I think the Western Conference is actually stronger than it was last year. And that's where you, you have concerns. So, yeah, Josh, to answer your question, L.A. needs their young players to step up. And like we saw, you can correct me if I'm wrong on the years, I think it was 2013 when he had Real and Jack McBean and those kind of players. Right. You, Josh, you're asking now young players to step up in key moments, and one of those was Sunday, Saturday. Right. Uh, listen, L.A. of old, they win that game single-handedly in Vancouver. Right. Up a man. I don't. And Vancouver is good defensively, of course. But I, the LA of old, they get a goal, they get three points, they leave there, they professionally get those that that result that they need. Uh, I don't know. You know, this is a new LA team that I, I think you've got a couple of the older guys in there that still haven't found themselves. Stephen Gerrard, namely, mm-hmm. and, and you've got guys that are injured, and now you got to have young players step up. I, they're in a little bit of an early season predicament. And how often have we said that for L.A. under Bruce Arena throughout the years?
2: Um, um, almost every year, including most of the title years. So, uh, so maybe, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> panic so much, right?
4: Exactly. This is what Bruce does. This is <laughs> Bruce has made a name for himself of getting a team ready for August 15th, and then all of a sudden there goes the run, everyone's confident, and they turn the corner.
2: Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. You think the LA Galaxy can fix this? Is Bruce Arena still the genius? He's got one more left in him. If indeed, by the way, you aren't the only person who to think that perhaps this is Bruce Arena's last year, and I've been saying it since the beginning of the season as well.
4: Yeah, I think I. I don't know if it's his last. From what I've heard, it's his last year contractually. Right. So who knows? You know what I mean? I, that that's up to Bruce, and and now he's a grandfather and all that stuff. So you never know. I. I don't write off any Bruce Arena team. I don't write off any team that has the experience they have. Right. But you can write off a team quickly if injuries become just something you can't overcome. Right. And that's a big question. Listen, when the season started, Josh, the names were massive. And everyone looked at that team and said, holy cow, for a single-entity Sourcap team to pull that together, watch out. But I reminded everyone on the draft show and reminded everyone in the opening weeks, The age is remarkable how much older this team is. And the one thing I've learned through listening to the older players talk in 2009, 2010, and on, it's a different league. You know, I I don't think Steven Jarrett came over here and expected this league with the travel and and the physicality and the speed of that. I'm not saying it's the most technical league, but it's a physical league. And, And at age 35, 36, 37, it's not the easiest to actually have success. I'm not sure this is the year that I I think L.A.'s in for a really long haul, if you ask my opinion right now.
2: It could be a long, long summer, Taylor. I want to thank you for uh, stopping by at Taylor Twelman on Twitter, as if you didn't know that, ESPN Soccer Analyst. Taylor, when's your next game?
4: Um, I am in Houston for Houston-Seattle Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern on uh, ESPN2.
2: All right, hopefully there's no snow in Houston. All right, I'll keep my fingers crossed (laughs) for it. If there is, I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) It'll be my fault. All right, Taylor, thanks for joining us, man. I certainly appreciate it. Alright, brother. See you, dude. All right, see ya. There is ESPN soccer analyst Taylor Twelman at Taylor Twelman on Twitter. Uh, Good friend of the show, really good guy. Thanks for, thank him for coming on. He's been great. Uh, Adam had to leave before he could say goodbye at LA Galaxy Insider on Twitter, lagalaxy.com forward slash insider for all of his articles, all of his writing. So please check out Adam's stuff whenever you can. We have a live show coming up on Thursday. We'll get the time out exactly anywhere between 7, 7 7.30 p.m. is usually whenever we start. The LA Galaxy will take on the Portland Timbers on Sunday at StubHub Center. I'll be there for that game, probably doing a nice periscope before that as well. Uh, I will be training on Saturday as well. So we've got lots of stuff, lots of stuff that will be still coming up this week. Uh, Perhaps even a surprise enemy review coming out on Saturday or maybe Monday. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Very special, possibly an exclusive. All right, four. Well, once again, I'd like to thank Dave Denholm for joining us. I'd like to thank Taylor Twelman, LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano. Thank everybody for joining us today on Corner of the Galaxy from the Box. You guys have a great one. We'll talk to you later this week. See you at StubHub Center on Sunday.
1: You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy From the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at galaxypodcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion and entertainment including this podcast head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcast are part of Backfield.com. Backfield.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye,